Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Hologram. Oh my God! Please. We have two things to discuss, and I just want to put it on the back burner after okay. we deep dive this. Okay. I did watch. I know what you did last summer. I haven't seen it since it came out in the theater in 1997. Back to Robert Kardashian. So first of all, you tell me to watch it. Yes, it which is, is the Kanye's best gift. I've seen. Which is Kanye's gift to uh, Kim for her 40th right. birthday. Her father, who passed away from cancer about 20 years ago or whatever. <laughs> Aaron says, you have to watch this. And then I said, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And then she tells me something about like some uh, fart joke. And I'm like, wait, what? Because I the clip that I saw that I saw on whatever news channel didn't didn't say that. I got, I got that like, you're a wonderful mom. So like, so I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, why is Larry Dallas walking around with Robert Kardashian's head on his body? And then he makes a fart joke. And then you're like, wait, what? What? Now, let me tell you this. If someone has gone through the hassle of bringing my dad back to life, and then I would assume, like, here's what most people would want. Your dad to say, I love you. I'm so proud of you. You look so amazing. You know, you're a wonderful blah, 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 blah. I had no time would I ever want my dad to like drop it like it's hot, make a pussy joke, um, <laughs> fart on cue, or like all of a sudden do like a set, like a 10 minutes. <laughs> Death, really am I right, line. ladies? <laughs> First of all, David Schwimmer must be pissed that Robert Kardashian is working more than him through this because he looks like David Schwimmer in this video. Why he's wearing a pimp suit, I don't know. The tan suit with like the... T- so Robert Kardashian, first of all, and why did Kanye bring him back in working clothes? Like, why isn't he just casually at his house? He's dead. <laughs> Kanye right? brings him back from the dead. And the worst part is, I mean, this is what happens when someone has too much time, money, and that they've laid off a bunch of Disney Imagineers who needed this gig. And it's such a waste of talent on so many fronts. And I, I guarantee you, if somebody brings anybody from my family back in hologram images, they're 100% going to make a fart joke. I Can I play? Can I just play sure. the beginning? Just the beginning. This is all you need. I you know I've never made it past the first 20 seconds. Why? Because I heard him say peefy. Is peefy like a fart? Is that that's Well, right? you're not ready for for the deep dive that somebody else gave me on this. Oh. You're 40 and all grown up. You look beautiful, just like when you were a little girl. Okay. I watch over you and your sisters and brother and the kids every day. Sometimes I drop hints that I'm around, like when you hear someone make a big peefy, or when you make a big peefy. (laughs) See, I think I, I think I stroked out. So let me get this straight. Instead of like most people, like, you know, anytime you smell jasmine, that's your mom coming. Oh, that's lovely. Or anytime you smell a cigar and there's no one smoking a cigar, that's your uncle saying hi. If the lights flick twice, know that I'm here. If someone smells, like if the room suddenly smells like you had 16 hard-boiled eggs trapped in a Ziploc bag and you just opened them, that's your dad saying hi. What? (laughs) But you're not going to like what comes next. So I put this online and then somebody, of course, did a deep dive for me. Uh, consulted Urban Dictionary, and Peefy is not an average fart. Is this a shart? Nope. You're going to have to tell me because I, I can't get it anymore. <laughs> I can't. There's a very special time in a woman's life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a, it's a front fart. <laughs> Wait a minute. So her dad is not talking about farting. Her dad talking is talking about, about queefing. queefing. That's fucking disgusting. 
What? Whose dad talks about their? This is this other than Donald Trump. Who is talking about their daughter's vagina making bubbling noises as if they're Beaker from the Muppets? What? That is. I have no more words for that. I know you don't. And this is the end of the discussion. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So I brought your dead dad back to life. I put on a pimp suit. Cost a hundred grand to make this. Yeah. It's clearly not him because oh, he's dead. Shit. Money was. <laughs> Jesus. Because then I then I Googled the Whitney Houston hologram after that. I'm like, who's that? I'm like, that's not Whitney Houston. That's more like Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell. I'm like, are you kidding? Wait, I never watched the Whitney Houston. Oh my God, I had to like, it was like, wait, what? You know and then what? they have the nerve to put real live backup singers. Can you imagine? So what do you do? Oh, I'm a uh, I'm a singer. Oh, who do you sing for? Whitney Houston. Oh, so sorry she passed. No, I'm on tour with her now. Wait, what? Yeah, I back up I back up Whitney Houston, but she's dead. Oh, it's her hologram. So I'm you're backing up a, a green screen kind of. Yeah. Wait. Oh my god. So but they have to get somebody to be the physical body of Jesus God. This is actually just Celine Dion. You That's I mean, 100% Celine Dion. I don't know who. Look at the audience of people. Oh my God. I can't do, I can't, I can't, I can't with the holograms. So who do you get to do the body double of a hologram? And how can I do this for Callista Flockhart when she dies? <laughs> yeah. I would like to know who, who was like, um, I got, do you want to go to a show tonight? Sure. What do you want to see? Well, there's discount tickets at the Whitney Houston show. They're they're doing a Broadway show in Whitney Houston. No, it's her concert. What? Yeah, Whitney Houston has a concert tonight, but she's been dead, hun, for about seven years. No, 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 it's a hologram. How much are tickets? Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks to see the Hall of Presidents sing "I Will Always Love You." No thanks. Like what the honest to God? And fuck. just know that every time you queef, <laughs> I am... fuck off. <laughs> what I have to say about that. Oh my God, I'm crying. Are you ready? <laughs> Welcome to Dear Peefy. <laughs> all right, finally, once and for all, damn it. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Ryan Philippi. Philippi? Philippi Jones. Busy Phillips. And I am... Sarah Michelle Keller. You, of course you are with your chopped up hair. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Dear God Almighty, can I hear it? Puff Daddy? Your friend Kyle told me you don't understand the importance of voting. I... Apparently you haven't heard of my vote or die campaign. Vote or die? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> what do you think it means, bitch? Ah! <laughs> Oh. Vote or die, motherfucker, motherfucker, vote or die. <laughs> Rock the vote or else I'm gonna stick a knife through your eye. Democracy is founded on one simple rule. Get out there and vote or I will motherfucking kill you. Yeah, I like it when you vote, bitch. bitch. Shake them titties when you vote, bitch. bitch. I slam my jimmy through your mouth roof. mouth roof. Now get your big ass in the polling booth. I said vote, bitch, or I fucking kill you. Vote or die, motherfucker, motherfucker, vote or die. You can't run from a 38, go ahead and try. Let your opinion be heard, you gotta make a choice. Cause after I slit your throat, you won't have a fucking voice. <laughs> vote or die. Vote or die. You've never okay. heard that? I'll vote. <laughs> oh my god, I should not have had a drink of water. You've never heard no. that? No. Oh, it's so good. That's worth posting this week because that's right in case you guys didn't know we have an election going on this week did you hear have you heard no the lawn signs are screaming at you vote for vanetta (laughs) connor vanetta connor for lunch (laughs) look i don't know if anybody out there is listening a but b if you are no 
that Patty and I have been driving around the suburbs reading all of the people who are on on the election, uh, the ballot this year. And uh, there is a woman in New Hampshire, and her name is Janine Shaheen. And I said, if I lived there, I would vote for Janine Shaheen. She could be like, I love... I love abortion. What I, like I don't care what the stances are on anything. If your name rhymes, I'll click yes. Vanine Shaheen. But I think Janine fin- Shaheen. Whatever. But then there's Vianetta Cana. Which again is a nineteen eighties ice cream cake. A lovely dessert that you're only supposed to have one slice of. That's I couldn't right. possibly oh, have no, more. Please. Okay. please no. Serve it in a sorbet dish. Please. Mm. Do you thing, like my manicure? And the best name in the world from Ten Ten Wins. Oh, but she's not running for office. Yes. But I'd vote for her. What's her name? Um, oh, Sweetina Kakar. What? <laughs> I used to listen to Tenton Woods What's all the time. Sweetina Kakar. You know what? If if there was a smart person out there, they would market a sweet tea after her. Or she should have a sweet tea line. Sweet tea, Kakar. Does anyone like sweet tea? Kakar. Kakar? Are you, are you stuttering? Kakar? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Well, this <laughs> door, week, door. Um, well, like all weeks, Jesus, damn it, we are bringing you old school advice for new school problems. Looking back at the advice columns of Dear Abby and Ann Landers and jibber jabbering about all things to do with them, but this week specifically, our theme for these articles is the election. Did you vote in person or did you vote in absentee? I voted uh, via the mail. The oh, snail okay. mail system, Great. and I got a confirmation, and fingers crossed for Mondale Ferraro. Great. I am pro Walter Mondale. Great. He's he's you know what he's. I'm for Dukakis. He's a simmering uh, teapot. Mm-hmm. He's quiet. He's understated. Yes. He's very doughy. Yes. Pro Dukakis, you should be. That's a that's a Massachusetts man. Damn it. Yes. I My aunt that went to school well. with Olympia Dukakis. Ugh. She always talks about the fact that she didn't shave her legs and she was in gym class. I always have heard that she's a great person to work for. I would love to touch Olympia Dukakis. Me too. <laughs> Your life's going down the, the toilet. toilet. I would make her say that all the time, and then she'd be like, "You're fired." It's too much. So follow us on our social medias at Insta- at, on Instagram, on the Twitter, at DearPodOfficial. Our website, www.DearPodOfficial.com. Uh, write to us at our email address, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And of course, instead of throwing your money at another damn candidate, why don't you throw it at us? Why don't you shove it down my throat? If you're going to spend money on a hologram, spend Jeez. it on us. Go to Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial. And give us some cash. If you subscribe, you'll get extra special treats and tricks and things that the average bean will not Mm. have access to. I waited in line for approximately an hour and 15 minutes. To To vote? vote? At the Madison Square Garden. Luckily, I brought this piece of genius, which is Mariah Carey with Michaela Angela Davis's The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Wow. Get your copy now. It's a hard copy. I you know it. what? I for spending it. over an hour in line, I would expect for you to be past the forward of the book. It doesn't look like you've gone <clears throat> that far Let in. me tell you a little something. I hear what you're saying. Here's where my line is. And this is my least favorite street, I think, in America. Oh, ever, ever. 34th Street yep. is where I was down. So you kind of have a couple things going for you. It's lightly overcast, and there's every crackhead going up and down the line asking you for change. Yeah, the shooting gallery. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you have to keep in mind that you have to keep moving because there are dots on the ground. You have to keep going. Yes. Were so, people keeping separate from each other in the line? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, yes, I probably should have been, I should have, I'm not a speed reader. It takes me a while. <laughs> but you um, had a lot of distractions. I had a lot of distractions. And that's that weird Stewart's popcorn or Garrett's popcorn stand that's if that's still open i don't know i don't believe in popcorn the busted ass kmart i think that's closed uh anyway so you waited in line to take part in democracy did you feel good when you cast your ballot? 100 percent you did you (laughs) i just picture you going into madison square garden and just hearing yes yes were you on the floor of madison square garden how was it set up no you're kind of in the lobby Oh, 
So did you, you but can, did you sneak in and, and walk on the floor? No. It's like where you, like the tickets are. So then you can I think it's so you can walk in and then turn around and go right out. Wow. And it felt good to take part in this freedom of choice. I've didn't heard it? people waiting for six hours. I've heard people waiting for three hours. Yeah. And it's amazing. That's why I, when you said over an hour, like a little bit over an hour, I thought that's kind of short. That's like the express line. Marcus waited for 45 minutes. Paul Kanan and his partner waited for 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But they went in the rain. Now, see, I got the ballot in the mail. And uh, originally my plan was uh, I want to show up on election day. I wanted to cast my ballot in person. I don't trust any of the anything. Sure. But the literal weight of this thing in the house, just knowing that it was there. And I was like, I need to do this and get it done and and go off on my merry way. Now, I did not get a picture of myself mailing it, which makes it feel like I'm less legitimate. I, I mean... But, oh, You're my God, it was like me taking the SAT all over again. I was filling in that Scantron with, like, really blacking it out, making it I look like... I did the like, exact same thing. I don't want there to be even, even a question that I am voting for Joe Jorgensen and Spike is running me. <laughs> Doesn't it make it... Like, usually... In all of these other elections, the Green Party or like the Independent, we're a little bit more aware of their presence, you know? It's the Bernie Sanders, the the Ralph Nader, the Ross Perot. Usually they make themselves a little bit more known and it causes more of a problem mm-hmm. because you think, oh, they're going to siphon votes off <clears> of <throat> They're nowhere to be found in this. Well, the thing, so on my ballot, there's, you know, I'm like, are you, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Like, there was like... <laughs> You know, like you can you can um, go Democratic, you can go Republican, you can go um, workers, like the workers, yeah, whatever. The Green Party, whatever. I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> what? Why is it like Smurfette is on here, um, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin and Urkel and Dionne Warwick? It's like Dionne, Rumpel, Smurfette. Now's not the time. Now it's not the you need to drop out. Could you please? We're trying to focus here. Yeah, yeah. We got we got two people here. I love the randoms though. <laughs> like Donald Duck. It's like we got the orange crud and Hume Cronin. Like we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we, I would. Let's just say for the record, I would vote for Hume Cronin over Trump. If you put a quesadilla on the stage next to Trump, I'd be like quesadilla twenty twenty. If, He's a little I had cheesy. An, if I had an infected ingrown toenail next to Donald Trump, I would definitely pick the ingrown toenail. And I don't say the T word. I don't talk about anything feet related, but sure. I would put that sign on my lawn. Mm-hmm. Do you know that there's somebody who, uh, look, lawn signs drive me insane because I, I, I there's like, so Hi, many. A racist lives here. Yeah, you're just, yes, you're <laughs> advertising your situation, which we don't see a lot of around here, but. I do have to say the lawn signs do come in handy when you get to all of those like running for state council, running for Senate seat or whatever, because I didn't know. I'm not up on who those people are. It's whoever's lawn signs I saw the most of. Janine Shaheen, 2020. Vianetta Khanna. Vianetta Khanna has my vote. I don't know who she is, but she She has. She tastes delicious. She is. She's crispy. She's light. She finishes a meal beautifully. And I can't have another bite of her. No. But she had but all the signs by the car washes. <laughs> she certainly did. She, she certainly did. did. She knows her market. She's got my vote. Yeah. But somebody electrified their Trump lawn sign. Why? Because they kept having it stolen. Uh-huh. So they found a way to electrify the lawn sign. And don't you think that person should be using that random ability for good in this world? If you have, if you can figure out how to electrify a lawn sign, you know that someone's in his basement, in his basement's basement's basement. There's nothing wrong with the sub basement. No, but there's something wrong with the sub 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 basement. Depends on who you talk to. Okay. It's great for I, wine. I guess. And meat products. That's how Aaron, I retain them. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Look, you're gonna have to get on the intercom if you want to talk to me in sub basement <laughs> six because I'm down here and I'm working on things. I got my tools. So, yes, this week is a very special election edition. What are you oh. keeping that sub-basement? All the sets from Hee Haw. What? <laughs> the costumes from the first tour of Hello, Dolly. Oh, okay. You never know when you're going to need you really, a nice hoop skirt. That's true. And by the time this comes out, 
No, we won't. I hate to say this. The election... Oh, yes. So this episode is recorded prior to the presidential election. That's super fun Tuesday that everybody's looking forward to. I, for one, have started building a bunker in sub-basement seven because I feel like that's the lowest point where you can still get oxygen. I saw the uh, the purple jumpsuits and white sneakers. Yeah, and you saw the guys coming mm-hmm. in with the cement mixers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, canned goods are coming from Costco later Great. today. Which is strange. But, I mean, that's fine for when you go to Planet Z. Well, I mean, <laughs> did you see that Trump said we're going to we're going to we're going to be the first people to go to Mars? Why don't we try going to the movies first? Why don't we baby step our way into let's deal with this planet let's just get people out of the hospital first yeah let's yeah you know let's learn how to walk I, before we I, learn I, how to run i appreciate your ambition but let's get us off the ventilator now on on let's behalf, just make it to christmas it shall keeps we? getting closer to us in case you haven't noticed that mars keeps getting closer every month it's like mars is going to be closer than it's ever been it'll never be this close until Next year. And then it's going to get even closer. I'm just hoping it gets close enough so I can just jump on it next time it passes Mars is just by. coming closer because it can't believe what's happening. And eventually, <laughs> Mars is going to be so close to Earth just to say, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Mars is I just traveled close. through space. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I got to go. It's like the gorilla pen Pluto, in Animal Kingdom. It's like, ooh, I just get real close to the glass to be like, <laughs> is he really doing that? Is he eating it like that? Oh, my God. Mm. Yes, Mars is grabbing its pearls and getting close enough for me to to dock. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. Well, I think this is a great opportunity for people to shut up <laughs> and put up. Like, I think it's like... Now's our time to not be complacent, and you know that just when we thought that we're all getting, the, the like this country was a giant Benetton ad, when we realized, oh, I didn't know that you were a racist, and you're a racist, and you're a racist, and you're homophobic, and you're transphobic. I didn't know all you people because all of a sudden, like the War of the Worlds, Tom Cruise's movie, all these people came up from the dirt and started voting in droves. And you're like, I didn't know that you had that many kids. Well, they were planted there several hundred years ago. Right. And now's the time. So now every lazy motherfucker should be like, I'm voting. I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders. I'm not voting for Jill Stein Mm -hmm. or Ben Stein or... I would vote for Ben Stein. I love that game show. (laughs) But that's next episode. I mean... I think now is the time that people, I think this is why, you know, although it's, everyone's like, well, look at all these people online. It doesn't mean that they're voting for Who Biden. you want them to right. vote for, It just yeah. means a lot of people are voting. And that's fine. <clears throat> Take part in the act of democracy, right. damn it. But it would be fucking amazing if it was a landslide. And I'm hoping I, against all hope. I'm literally, I also voted early so that I can just start drinking at 9 a.m., I'm not turning on the TV, uh, but I am going to an election, not party. That's not the right word because well, it's just two be people. Exactly. It's two people. That, that's why I'm not saying it. Um, I'm going to You're somebody else's it. house who has been part of my quarantine bubble two houses away. Mm-hmm. They're in the same neighborhood. I want to not be able to walk by, I'd say, about 7 p.m. So oh. let's just drink and be together. Okay. And, and, Hope for the best and hope that the world doesn't implode, With which the way this year is going, Mars could get real, real close that night. Again, <clears throat> for all those assholes that said, well, it can't get any worse. No, can't stop get, saying it. can't get worse it. than that. Now, okay, let's go back. Um, like, I don't remember any election through my childhood being so filled with pure rage. I think it might have been the only thing that was closest was the Bush Gore, but not. No, not we were just quite. starting <clears throat> to build at that point. I think we were just putting our foot on the gas of anger. Yeah. 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 Well, let's do this, damn it. Now that we've petered out, <laughs> you know what? Think, Nothing you know stops what? a hard on like talking about elections. Next time oh, you want to fuck. turn someone. Oh, fuck. Who are you voting for? What? <laughs> I'm so fucking close. Are you voting for Trump or Biden? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I'm so. Does Vianetta Khanna have your vote? Yeah. I, I yeah. I'm back so. up. Wait, I'm up again. Wait, I think I'm getting soft. Oh, fuck. I'm getting so soft right now talking about these two old guys. All right. 
This week's election edition, we have very special articles that have to do with all things election, voting, taking part in democracy, the USA, baby. Um, let's see what the ladies have to say about okay. it. Do you want to start or do, do you need a minute? No, I found it. Okay. This is from the Monitor, McAllen, Texas, September 13th, 2001. Oh, Texas. I'm using my electronic device. Yes. <clears throat> Dear Abby. At our Halloween party last year, which included both parents and children, my brother and I somewhat jokingly debated the two presidential candidates. My brother was for Bush. I was for Gore. Sometime during the evening, my then 11-year-old daughter asked me why her uncle was for Bush and I was for Gore. I explained why I was for Gore and gave her four or five reasons. She asked again why her uncle was for Bush, and I told her to go ask him. During the merriment of the evening, I forgot about the subject until we were on our way home and my daughter asked me how asked me how I could think that killing a little baby was okay. I was speechless. I asked her where she had gotten such an idea. She said her uncle had told her that Gore thought it was okay to kill babies, and if I was voting for him, so did I. I tried to explain about a woman's right to choose and that I do think a woman should have that choice, but I was so shocked I hardly knew how to defend myself. It has been nearly a year now. Ever since that night, my daughter has been very distant towards me. I've tried to talk to her about it several times, but she refuses to discuss it. I'm at my wit's end. My daughter's now 12, and our closeness has been destroyed. I found out her classmate Mother's Day cards, but my daughter never gave hers to, to me. There are no more hugs and kisses at bedtime. Just good night. What can, what can I do? I love my daughter with all my heart. I'd give anything to have her the way she was before. Signed, destroyed mother in Dallas. <gasps> Jesus, she's fucking 11 years old. Um, for the record, <laughs> when the uncle said he liked Bush, he didn't know he was talking about a person. Uh, yeah. I, he's like, oh. I'm for Bush. Wait, he's a guy? <clears throat> I do not like Dick. <laughs> Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Destroyed Mother. <laughs> That's a good way to talk. <laughs> Dear Destroyed Mother, sit your daughter down and tell her that the subject of a woman's right to choose is a controversial one and that it is okay if she disagrees with you about it. It is a topic about which is it a topic about which everyone has to make her own mind, her or his. Her uncle thinks the way that he does, and you love him in spite of it. Explain that you are not in favor of killing babies, but that you feel it is important for women to have the right to choose. Some women's lives have been saved because they were legally empowered to make that choice. Wasn't always the case. Tell her that she... Well, this is really a deep dive. Tell her that she goes... As she grows older, you want her to examine her reasons for feeling the way she does about the subject. But you also want her to be open... You want her to be open to different points of view because there are more than just one and people have a right to their own opinions. It may not heal the breach your brother has caused, but it's a beginning. And finally, I urge you to talk to your daughter's uncle about this entire situation. He could help a great deal by reinforcing what you've said. And he should. He was out of line from the beginning for having given your daughter this inflammatory answer to her question. This is the longest answer she I has think, ever given ever. Ever. Um. I'm looking something up while you're doing that because Pete Buttigieg had an awesome clapback when it came to this very topic. Yes, I don't understand why this is even a discussion in America. Uh, Are you? Is this your own opinion, or is this from Pete? No, Buttigieg? this is me. No, oh. sorry, mm-hmm. I am sifting. I look like I'm reading something right now, but no, I don't understand why this is on the table. Why you should be telling anybody what they can and can't do with their bodies and why you should ever make it less safe. And it's it's scary right now with Supreme Court being what it is, you know, the handmaid's tale and everything. I, just I don't, don't trust even... any one woman in a sweater set to tell me what to do. I just don't understand how you have so many men saying now if the again, I like I like when people talk about if the roles were reversed and this were for men, you better believe that it'd be completely different. Oh, Absolutely it would. Yeah. There's two major issues that I will always get on a soapbox for. Animal rights and women's rights. <laughs> always. Because this, it, it lights me up why anybody, why we are still in this day and age having a discussion about this. It's so Salem witch trial. Mm-hmm. It's beyond me. But 
I have to do the Pete Buttigieg quote because I actually read this the other day. And, uh, you know, Chris Wallace got in an argument with him about late-term abortions. And he said, uh, you know, these aren't hypotheticals. There are 6,000 women a year who get an abortion in the third trimester. And he says, that's right, representing less than 1% of cases a year, he said. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman in that situation. If it's that late in your pregnancy, that means almost by definition, you've been expecting to carry it to term. We're talking about women who have perhaps chosen a name, women who have purchased a crib, families that then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime, something about the health or the life of the mother that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable choice. And the bottom line is, uh, as horrible as that choice is, uh, uh, that woman, that family may seek uh, spiritual guidance, they may seek medical guidance, but it's, that decision's not going to be made any better, medically or morally, because the government is dictating how that decision should be made. Boom, bitch! I loved that comment because he came in so educated and he used numbers, which is intimidating for well, anybody. And right so- now, no one likes an educated person because it no, confuses people. No, no, people like an emotional, angry person. Uh-huh. That's what you want like to Like Laura in. Ingram. Oh, Stupid. Is it Ingram or Ingraham? Who gives a fuck? Exactly. She has too, too many letters in her stupid name. It's an entertainment channel. It's not a news channel. All news is an entertainment channel now, except for mm. the BBC. Which I like. Bad news delivered by British accents. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're going to get the worst news of your life, I want it to be Mary Berry. I want her to, to tuck into bed with me and she's like, your rights have been taken away and... Oh, you made a lovely crumb. <laughs> that would be awesome. If if from now on we were each assigned one British person to tell us what was happening in America. I think I'd like Julie Andrews. You're picking Mary Poppins. No, I'm picking Julie Andrews. Well, it's going to sound like Mary Poppins. Or it could be Eliza Doolittle. Patrick, your rights have been taken away and your marriage is no longer acknowledged. You're being put on a train today. As long as like all of my toys and everything were just lining up, putting themselves back into the toy box, that's great. (laughs) I'm like, well, when I get back from that internment camp, my apartment's going to look spit spot. (laughs) It's going to be practically perfect in every way. I will not be able to lift the lid on this toolbox because I will only weigh seven pounds by the time gonna, I get out of it. I can see your rib cage from here. I'm ready for a fire island, Julie. <laughs> Just a spoonful of sugar helps democracy die. Wait, bitch, sugar. I'm I totally die. off the white stamp. <laughs> Just a spoonful of splendor. I'm off the white stuff unless it's cocaine, Julie. Work, work, Poppins. Oh, please deliver me bad news if you sound like Sasha Baron Cohen. Did you watch that? I fell asleep. Talk about a British person who understands America more than America understands itself. I got through, I think, 75%. It's uncomfortable, as all of his movies are, but so smart and cringeworthy. I think this is his best one yet. Uh, it's amazing how no matter what is being said, people are like, oh, so if I, if I wanted to kill people, will this kill like 10 people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not like, uh, red flag. We don't feel anything anymore. It's because of the 24 hour news cycle. (sighs) That's why you got to break it up with small intervals of drinking throughout the day of the election day. I don't know. I just, I mean... I, we, we, here's the thing. I, Marcus and I were talking about this the other day. As many um, racists have like come, come out the, from the woodworks, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's I the think, thriller video. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but on top of that, now everyone has been with the protests and the riots and everything. Now everyone, it's not just like all the racists have come to the front. Now it's everybody is ready, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing because it's now people are are fighting with facts and people are just aware, you know, people that were a little bit more complacent. And, you know, if someone, you know, tried to attack someone on the street, I think people are now like, wait, that's not, what did you just say? That's not right. Like, I feel like people are now educated, they're informed and they're willing to like be better. 
Uh, because you kind of have, have more faith to, in humanity than I because do. Because you have to against these people. Like the Trump parade. I had to go to work on a Saturday. There was a mini Trump parade where Rudy Giuliani was in it when <laughs> oh. they threw eggs at him. So mini being like small people Co- under correct. five feet. But you know what? It's indicative of the type of, like, you know, the, the Republican Party, I remember growing up, there was the Republican Party where it seemed somewhat okay, right? Like it was sort of somewhat classic, whatever. Now it's, you know, the Trump flags are like the, the size of an Ikea. It's like a bald eagle. It says, you know, make America great again. Don't be a dick. Like something like just very aggressive. Always. It's a monster energy drink. And, and trashy. And so as the parade goes through or down Fifth Avenue, it's exactly what you think. It's like the monster trucks. It's mm-hmm. souped up whatever. It's guys that have like four teeth and they're never in the front and they're never together. It's uh, an eight ten split. And it's yeah. it's exactly it's like, are you serious right now? This is this is you know. And then Rudy Giuliani, who's gone from like America's mayor to what he is now. I don't know what he is now. But he needs new teeth. He needs to get the. He needs he and all the Trumps need to leave New York City because I think they're all going to be chased out. I don't and, think that they're coming back. Oh, I don't think so. Either. All the signs have been taken off of all the buildings, right? Except for the one in Columbus Circle. I think right. that still holds its proud golden name. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So I have an article. Where is it from? Where is it from? I from don't the know. Janesville Daily Gazette in Janesville. Janesville, Wisconsin. Yes. You know it. I You're do. from Wisconsin, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Well, this is from June 12, 1961. Voting for self in election is perfectly okay. I would. I would. Imagine if you got, if you had so little faith in you winning that you went in and you voted for the other person. You're like, ah, you know what? Screw it. Joe Jorgensen. All right. Dear Ann Landers, I am in the eighth grade and something is bothering me. I ran for a class office last week. A close friend of mine ran against me. My friend said he didn't think it was nice for a person to vote for himself, so he voted for me. I voted for myself. And I won the election by one vote. After the election, my friend said to me, anyone who votes for himself is selfish, greedy, and conceited. I say a person shouldn't be running for office unless he thinks he's the best candidate. President Kennedy voted for himself. His picture was in all the papers. I figure if it's okay for him, it's okay for me. How about this? Signed, selfish, greedy, and conceited? Question mark. Grown-up politics are not the same as eighth-grade politics. I'm sure Mr. Nixon knew that Mr. Kennedy would not vote for him and vice versa. If, when your opponent told you he was voting for you, did you tell him you were voting for yourself? If you did, you are in the clear, in my opinion, not selfish, greedy, or conceited. Ayan! Came in hot. She just came right in hot. She didn't say dear anything. She's like, Grown-up politics aren't like eighth-grade politics, to which I say bullshit. <laughs> what are exactly... they're, ex- they're worse. Yes. Just because you can't throw Trump in a in a locker doesn't mean that this isn't childish antics that we are experiencing we right are now. Definitely. There's a lot of name-calling, mudslinging. Ugh. This is next-level mudslinging, though. This is dangerous. That's what this is. It's an exhaustion. Leslie Stahl has to have security because of the 60 Minutes interview. Like, that's... that's Does she really? Yeah. She's so cute, and I'm worried about her. Listen, She can watched, deliver me bad news, too. Her and Mary Berry on either side of me. <laughs> I watched the interview, the 60 Minutes interview, and she does come in hot. But at the same time, you know, it's not like... Everyone's like, well, you know, she came and she had an agenda. It's like, okay, well, I, I totally understand. I, I see both sides of the coin here. Mm-hmm. She did come in a little hot. She said, are you ready for difficult questions? That's not something... Um, I don't think that's out of the norm. I think, especially in this climate, you know, um, there's a record number of people unemployed. Most of the industries are dead right now. Um, people are fleeing the cities. There's riots. There's misinformation. People are told to wear a mask, not wear a mask. Um, and, uh, and we're spiking like crazy. And, I don't know what Donald Trump wanted to be like, hey, do you like bazooka or bubble yum? Like, what did, <laughs> kind of questions did you want? And then to say, well, you didn't ask Donald, uh, Joe Biden those questions. Hey, dickhead, we're also not talking about Hunter Biden or Hillary Clinton. 
Someone is running the country right now, and that person is you. This is what I don't understand, the deflections, and then all the idiots with the Trump flags. They're just like, he's our president. Then fix it. Do you like this? This has been this is what it's been like for this past year. And do you like to be in this contentious, angry, like like the Democrats, this Democrat? I've never I don't remember a time where we are saying like the Republicans are so much better than the Democrats, or where a president is basically saying, if you're a Democrat, you should be shot to death or oh. any of that. It's like that's not that's not what this is. This isn't a civil war, although that's what it's we're becoming. in a civil war. It drives me so. fucking crazy. It's like you have to be the president of all people, whether you like them or not. Like you still have to. It's for the common good. Ugh. Daddy, I think I want to vote for you for president. <laughs> but you're way too young and hot to run for it. No, I'm not. I'm too old now. I, as JFK was 35. You have to be 35, right? No, you have to be 35 in order to run. But the way we've been going, why are we getting crypt keepers? These men are in their 70s. Well, was I talking about the debates when I was like, I'm just glad they didn't have to stop three times to pee. Oh my, I would. It's, <laughs> well, that's different. You <laughs> have would. a very small bladder. It has I nothing do. to do with age. No, well, I had to get, get rid of most of it out. so I could, you know, get my pounds down. Oh, just suck it right out the side. I don't need that <laughs> bladder. Oh, don't think that I haven't thought for a second. If no, I got I know. my kidney removed. Hey, hey, doctor. <laughs> Stupid little question. If I removed half of my eye, I'm assuming that the eyes are really heavy. Yeah, yeah. Every Like, if I got on a scale, but before I got on the scale, you know how you're like, oh, wait, I'm taking my shoes off because mm-hmm. those account for 25 pounds. Correct. Uh, every time I'm like, if I could just get rid of like a half of the liver, which regenerates <laughs> itself eventually, a kidney and maybe a gallbladder because who even needs those? And the appendix. Just take out what I don't need. If you... You would probably be one of those people that you're like sitting on the subway and you're like, huh, that's interesting. A skinny kidney. Maybe I'll get skinny kidneys. Saves you seven pounds each kidney. If Bethany Frankel sold them, I'd buy them. I'm not above it. At least- Do you want to lose 14 pounds? Sure, we all do. Try the new skinny kidney. (laughs) That's half the size of your regular kidney. Do you want to lose 14 pounds? Of course I do. Then give us your liver and gallbladder. Black market people are looking for them all the time. Hospitals have been dealing with them. Just throw them in a cooler and drop them off and then lose that pesky extra 36 pounds. Do you want to lose two and a half pounds? Are you planning to have kids? No? Perfect. We'll cut off your testicles. That's two pounds right there. (laughs) I've definitely thought, like, look, I'm not using this uterus at this point. Get rid of it. It's taking up space. Yeah. I'm going to Marie Kondo my insides. (laughs) Does it bring you joy? No. None of it it does. None of it really does at this point. All right. Hit me with another article. Okay. 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 And for the record, I would totally vote for myself. This is the Palm Beach Post, West Palm Beach, Florida. June 30th, 1992. Dear Abby, as election time draws near, we see a downright hostile intolerance to anyone else's opinions. I want to share our experience. Perhaps others will benefit from it. I married Jack at the end of World War II. We are so opposite. I'm Catholic. He was Protestant. I'm a Republican. He was a Democrat. I like black olives. He liked green, etc. Yet we had total respect for each other and a wonderful marriage for 46 years until he passed away. Come election time, we sat at our dinner table trading information from both political parties, trying to convince each other not to go to the polls and cancel out each other's vote. Oddly, we both wanted the same thing for our country, but Jack felt government could do it better, and I was for a private enterprise. Dinner could get pretty heated with our four sons taking part. When they were older, we ended up with two registered Democrats and two Republicans. A sense of humor helped us to keep our perspective. As we finished our dinner, Jack would always conclude with a twinkle, Well, honey, you are entitled to your erroneous opinion. And we'd all laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And then he hit me with the ring hand. (laughs) Let's keep it respectful and humorous. We will be better served. What do you say, Abby? Signed, Nene Cutter, Sherman Oaks, California. Nene? Nene Lakes Cutter. Get her! Dear Nene, I say you're absolutely right. Political differences at the dinner table are rarely respectful and good-humored. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> all my family is voting for Trump. This is fine. You're voting Nothing for Nothing to see here. That's fine. I'm being really homosexual. Wrong. That's right. I'm going to be murdered in the street because of who I love. <laughs> I didn't want my uterus anyway, so they could take it. <laughs> Amy Cody uh, Barrett's a good choice. You're right. right. But she went to Notre Dame. How bad could that be? A whole school run by priests. They rape everybody. Yay, <laughs> fighting Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else whose throat hurts? Oh my god. That felt good. I don't know, but this we've secretly replaced Patrick's regular Dunkin' Donuts with new nitro fluid. And by Let's nitro we mean nitroglycerin. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> Drink wow. is on fire. Oh my god, that was- I oh, honest to god, that's going to be that's going to be the Thanksgiving table conversation. And you want to know what your family. This is the best time to have a pandemic cuz no one can have Thanksgiving. Yep. No one can have Christmas, so we can all just sit there by ourselves with our own fucking opinions and the holidays are ruined. Everybody holidays are ruined, holidays are ruined anyway. <laughs> So you so don't let, have to you don't have to show up at your parents' house and ruin them. So let's let the dust settle and let the steam release. Yeah. You can fart in your bed and put the covers over your own face. America has Dutch ovened itself. That's right. Congratulations. All right. Now and take a deep fucking breath. Is that Mars? Is she here? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, Earth? <laughs> <laughs> reason Mars is getting close is to get a real good look at the shit show. To give you an up close and personal read. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Mars is coming close to try to get an idea of what the Zillow would be like. You know, <laughs> I'm looking for real estate. I'm just trying. I'm a planet out here that's trying to take over another planet. I just want to see if this is worth it. I hear you guys have a lot of water here. But why are all of your bathrooms in the basement? Are you fucking kidding me, Earth? <laughs> How many sub-basements do you guys need, Earth? And is there a guy down there who's trying to find a mosquito in amber? Did I see that? Did I see that right? Shocking. Okay, I have one more article, and then, uh, and then, and then, you know what? We've talked so goddamn much. It's a very special election episode. Though, I know. We're you on, know, we're on day three of this. Just I know. So we're gonna do moth report next week, and then we'll have a little, a little Instagram mail. We don't have time for her. <laughs> sit at the kitchen table and talk about politics with you. I'm uncomfortable. All right. This comes from the Brandon Sun, Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Oh, oh. where we're all going to be going in a few weeks. If Actually, no, we're not because they closed the borders to us. They're no fools. They're no fools. They were like, it's not the pandemic. Like, it's that uh, we see uh, what's uh, coming. You didn't say the magic word. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. How do we turn this goddamn thing off? Maybe we need to reboot Dr. America. Graham? We need to pull the plug out of America, let it settle for five minutes, then put it back in and, and see if the little blinking cursor comes and back And let up. Laura Dern run from one side of the country to the next <laughs> without being eaten alive by a dinosaur to reset us. With a, with a corded flashlight attached to her ankle. <laughs> Laura Dern running out and then falling down up against that fence is me at the end of this election. It's like partial relief, partial just emotions, like every feeling you could ever have. It's an ambrosia salad oh, of emotions. That's I should me. Have had more to eat. Oh, we're we're almost done. We're gonna have lunch in this basement. Uh, by the way, do you know that my my grandfather was. French Canadian and my grandmother was English, so I just found out that I can apply for citizenship in both Do of it. these countries, and I am well, going. France to is locked see. down, so no French Canadian Canada, oh, so oh. it's not that far to go up there. Ah. But again, I, if I if I can get, we're gonna see. Quebec. All right, this is from the Brandon Sun, Brandon, Manitoba, Canada, October thirtieth, nineteen sixty four. This is a real potent title. Decides to sit out this election. Wouldn't we all? Okay. Dear Ann Landers, I am neither a Republican nor a Democrat. Oh. I am an <laughs> I am an independent who voted for Eisenhower in 56 and Kennedy in 60. At the moment, I am disenchanted with both candidates for the presidency. 
I've decided the best way to express my dissatisfaction is to sit home on election day and read a good book. My wife is a strong party member, but I'm not saying which party she is strong on. She is presently working hard for a candidate on whom she is not completely sold. Her rationale is this. He is a second raider, but the candidate running against him is a fifth raider. Raider or greater? Raider. Fifth grader. Um, He's a fifth grader. Well, yes, he is. My wife insists it is stupid to sit home on election day, but she can't tell me why. I don't think you can tell me either, but I'm asking. Isn't this the best way to express dissatisfaction? Signed, Ballot Box Blues. Dear Ballot, sitting it out on election day expresses nothing except a denial of your responsibility as a citizen. Someone is going to be elected whether you vote or not. Maybe you don't have the senior hots for either of the candidates. But unless you've been living in a cave these last six weeks, surely you must have read and heard enough to make an intelligent choice. How anyone can be undecided this time is beyond me. Exercise your franchise, buddy boy. What year was this? 1964. So who was running? When was Taft in office? That was a good year, the 20s. I love the idea of somebody actually being middle of the road on this one, being like, you know what? Both candidates bring up good points, so I'm going to need to see a couple more debates before I make a decision. (laughs) Things never said in 2020. No. An undecided voter. Now I get not liking either of them. I've got the Google machine out. Was it Dylan Cussman? (laughs) (laughs) Cussman 2020. Barry Goldwater. Oh, that's right. Barry Goldwater and LBJ. Yeah. I would vote for any guy named Barry because that's like a 1970s porn name. There was some... What was I watching when they they were... um, Like Goldwater, they were trying to... um, discredit him oh i don't know anything about barry goldwater anyway think about all the people who have lost that we've completely forgotten about (laughs) we send them off on a ship somewhere we send them to the there should be an alternative hall of presidents like the people who lost that's a good hall of presidents i want to see it could have been different (laughs) i want to see an animatronic mondale the Hall of Alternative Facts. Also, I mean, look, here's the thing. With people screaming online to get out there and vote, vote, Jesus Christ, I voted. Also, remember that you've curated all of your online presence to be just the things that you kind of want to see at this point. You've sent people off to unfriend or block land. So you're basically, we're all just screaming into the void at the people who think the same way we do. Correct. Which Correct. is exhausting. I've, I've done what I have a full time job. I've done what I can do. I voted. I sent 300 uh, postcards to uh, people who have not voted yet in, in, in Georgia. I've gotten texts from so many people telling me how I should vote. Mm-hmm. I like the, the people who are part of the Move On Foundation, which is just a funny. I mean, for- I've, I work for someone that gets judicial watch mail, which is. What's that? <clears throat> it's this like right wing conservative group, and they just say you know this these horrible things about the Democrats. When it comes in, it's like this can't be a real piece of mail. It's like one big telephone game. It's incredible. It's, it's like, like Biden's killing babies in the streets and correct. chicken yellow mailman pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly, and I, I'm glad I get to see it because then I see oh that people get this. Yeah, it's it's wh- like the people that are like. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like read the National Enquirer, but you have all of them in your house. Yeah. Well, I just read it because it's entertaining, but you somehow think that it's true. But this it's is why, I mean, first of all, I have not turned on a news network in maybe two months. No need. Shit you not. I don't care because it's all Shit in my mouth. Shame on you. Exactly. Shit in my mouth. Robert Kardashian's hologram. I'm surprised you did not finish the hologram with him taking a massive dump just in the middle of everything. All right. I think we need to move along. Is it time? Do we have a question? We do. We, we have, have a one. question from one listener. Ready? It's, it's time, time. 
Instagram Every time I say that, I feel like I'm asking somebody to go on AOL Instant Messenger. It Find feels- me on Earthlink. Yes! Anybody uh, who wants to reach out to our Hotmail, you can find <laughs> us on Friendster. That's great. Hit up our MySpace page, will mm-hmm. you? When you connect online and go, an aggressive... The internet has always been an aggressive place just to dial up. I swear. So we have one Instagram mail question today that is election centric. Would you like to to uh Yes, I kick, would. Yes, I kick would. off this yes, uh cycle. And if you have a question that's not, you know, sometimes you don't know what our topic is, just throw us a question because we'll use it for our grab bag. Anything. We yes. have a grab bag coming up next week. Week. And we want to hear from you, will you? So Come here's on. our question du jour. Dear Pod. I have more anxiety than ever going into this election. Any advice on what to do on election night to help keep it under control? Signed, Barf. Yes, Barf. Meth. Lots and lots of meth. <laughs> You're going to want to be on a total other level completely to get through this Jordan Peel of an election night. I know for certain that you can find a few souls looking for the same escape in the 50th Street subway station on 8th Avenue. If huddling underground in a dank subway station isn't your bag, then maybe take an Ambien early and wash it down with a specialty cocktail and hang a do not disturb until all the votes are counted sign around your neck. I have heard from many a reader that Ambien does wonders for them. A friend of mine said that she swore he had an hour-long conversation with Abe Vigoda while on Ambien. He said they did a deep dive on his character development as Detective Fish from the 1970s sitcom Barney Miller. Unfortunately, he woke up on Pier 87 with a rubber salmon chew toy that belonged to his late dog Chompers wrapped around his privates. Luckily for him, he also found a 20 stuffed into his stained tank top to get a cab home. Listen, if Anne Hathaway movies have taught us anything, it's that no matter how high your expectations are, you'll always go home disappointed. So go into this like a Kate Hudson movie and know that it'll be total garbage. But hold out hope that there'll always be the possibility... For an almost famous Abby. Oh, Ambien, that's the truth about Ambien. My friend took one and he woke up naked in his living room with a half-eaten taquito in his hand. The stories never end well. No, they don't. But I wouldn't mind an Ambien-induced experience this week. Why not? Here's what Anne has to say about it. Dear Boff, A lot of people would advise you to reach for the nearest bottle of booze to help ease election anxiety. But I'm not going to do that. No. No. I'm going to say you should mix it with pills. That's right. I can't imagine what liquor sales are going to look like on November 3rd, but I wish I bought stock in Tito's. This election has people more keyed up than ever, and I have no idea why. What? With a country more politically divided and angrier than ever, caught in a fight for the Supreme Court in a haze of racism, sexism, protests, hornets, pollution, riots, set on a backdrop of a global pandemic that's killing half the world. No biggie. It doesn't help that we've had the internet and lawn signs yelling at us for the past three months. I frankly don't believe in anything enough to advertise on my property. I learned that lesson the hard way. I'm still trying to remove my Mondale bumper sticker. When you get anxious on election night, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Exhale. (sighs) And know that there is no way you're finding out who is president (laughs) on November 3rd. Nothing has gone smoothly the rest of this year. Why should this day be any different? I think part of navigating anxiety is mentally preparing yourself for delayed results. This means people will be drinking straight through to Inauguration Day. So get out your favorite meditation app and get comfortable. I recommend Headspace or Breathe. 
Do positive affirmations, then make a game plan for how you'll celebrate if your candidate wins. And then make a plan for if he loses, like how you'll decorate your bunker in District 13. Turn off the news and watch porn instead. If none of these help, you can always do what I asked my jewels to do for me if I get too overwhelmed. Just pick up a bat and hit me in the back of the head. Good luck, my dear. Now go vote! Then go underground. Ayan! Well. To sub-basement seven. That's where we keep the wine. <laughs> I love the fact that you have several basements. Well, yeah. You gotta have backup basements. There's there's like the part where you're gonna store all your extra crap that you, you think you need, but you never need. And then you have the part where it's gonna be like all the electrics of the house, you know, the breaker switches and things like that. Sure. And you go under, then you have the wine cellar. <laughs> then you have this... The cemetery. Yeah, that's where we keep the fry daddy. And Tangina. And the walk. And Tangina. God bless her. Look, I know that I said I recommend booze with pills. Yes. And to help you with this, we have done the leg worth. Worth? <laughs> what leg worth? <laughs> Is that like Mrs. Butterworth? It's one. You're only going to be standing on one leg. It's one leg's this worth is, of cooked. It's one leg's worth of, Ka- of Kahlua. <laughs> That's how I measure things now. <laughs> when you need that much cocktail to get through this election experience, it's time for, for a specialty, specialty cocktail, cocktail specialty drink. drink. One drink leg's worth, lick. please. Just Her two legs worth, please. Night. Of Tito's vodka or Sky vodka. We're gonna or do rubbing alcohol an like Kitty Ducat. I can't call you. Oh, it's gonna be fun though. Yeah. Because you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna find a way to communicate through the ground. Sure. Or something. We're gonna sure. we're gonna figure out how to pass secret messages to each other. But the fact that like somebody could almost like risk their life and get killed to pass a note from each other to each other, and then it's just like a Mariah Carey joke that arrives on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> like, have you seen Whitney Houston's hologram? And then you have to write it, and then you have to send it back through a child who almost gets burned alive, goes sure. underneath uh, the barbed wire sure. to deliver that message to me. I would like to think of myself as the monkey in the Lincoln Park Zoo in, in Chicago that just swings close enough to the side of the cage and urinates on people. Oh, good. Well, then oh. in that case, you're going to need this specialty cocktail this week entitled The President. Self-elected mixologist to New Jersey, James Jules Ferris has bribed many electoral swing states with this beverage. So what you will need for the president, one and a half ounces of rum, a half ounce of orange curacao, Curacao! three quarters of an ounce of vermouth, and one dash of grenadine. Grenadine Ford. Grenadine. Grenadine. <laughs> Grenadine Ferraro. Grenadine Ferraro. Stir ingredients well with ice, then strain into a chilled coupe glass. Garnish with an orange peel. Now, here are the tasting notes. Is it over? Do we have a winner yet? Christ, there isn't enough booze in my liquor cabinet to help me with the stress that this presidential election is putting me through. So I decided to go back to the beginning and feature the spirit that our very first president was most likely drinking. Rum. As a matter of fact, when George Washington was elected as our first president, he insisted on having a barrel of Barbados rum at his 1789 inauguration. Good man, I knew I liked him. I also like the addition of orange curacao in this cocktail because it reminds me of enjoying a tiki drink on a remote Caribbean island. And after this election, we might just want to take up residence there for a while. Here's mud in your face! Specialty cocktail. Look, it's served in a Hemingway glass too. Aren't What's you just a Hemingway glass? Oh, Am I supposed to kill myself after it? Probably. Did no, he I... kill himself? Who cut so. off his ear? Here you go. That's fair. To well. your ear. Oh. Wow. I'm gonna have to suck on that again. You know what that is? That's a punch in the face. That's that's a punch in your ballot box right there. Mm, that's like spitting my hole. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that makes me want to practice my freedoms. Oh, that makes me want to... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Did you pee-pee? I just (laughs) pee-pee. Whoops. 
I am so sorry, listeners, that Patrick got so excited about this cocktail that I he pee feed himself. We're going to be cleaning my... up that chair. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know I had a pocket vagina. That's so offensive to the guy who died in that chair. I know. I'm sorry. Please don't pee feed in that corner. I won't. <laughs> pee feed me once. Shame on me. <laughs> pee feed me, me twice. twice. Make me into a hologram. You know <laughs> what they my, say. Clean my chair. <laughs> this is really good. It's it's like it. I don't think you could have any more than a thimble full, and then you'll start to get real honest about who, what oh, you shit. think about your candidate. I think. <clears throat> Did you? That was my third sip. But I don't know what the fuck I just. It's you like just I, hit something. Yes. It's like you hit the next layer of the Jello parfait. I just hit all the. It's like the. I, all the liquor settled to the bottom. All the liquor came up. Did you inhale the orange peel? I don't know what I did. <clears throat> But first, it was like this is very nice. It came and then up all of from sudden, the sub someone basement. just was like, like just gave me like their ten inch dick. It's like, whoa! <laughs> I thought we were just having cocktails. I didn't know we were gonna. Well, the liquor clear out comes up. Here's anally. the best thing about the president: the liquor will surprise you. Not unlike this election cycle, most undoubtedly will. the The booze comes up from sub basement floor eight. Sure. To, to it's flushing out the racism is what it's doing. <laughs> sure. It's bringing everything to the surface. Yes. I feel honest. I got to say, that's really well done. It is. It's not as sweet as I thought it would be. Because when you say orange curacao, I go into diabetic shock. See, Especially with like vermouth and grenadine and all that and rum. Rum is a naturally sort of sugary drink, but this, this is a potent mix. Again, I just had another sip and it was fine. But the one before it. What did you hit? I don't know. Curacao? Now I keep sipping it, hoping that I'll have that same experience. I don't have that experience. I don't know. There's nothing that's biting me. This is very smooth. Do you know last night I went to bed thinking of us on the $25,000 pyramid? Wow. It it would have been so uncomfortable if you just finished that sentence of, I went to bed thinking of us. (laughs) 